Find the Pattern Podcast. Make left traffic, clear for the option. Minneapolis departure, Archer 641, Charlie, Charlie, 2000, climbing 3000. Line up and wait, 7 range, for my Alpha. Mark Tower, 172, Romeo Hotel, hold short on the 133, ready to take off. I'm John. I'm Chris. I'm Brad. And I'm Mark. And we are the In the Pattern Podcast. Welcome to the In the Pattern Podcast, episode 81. Yes, we're back. Uh, this is Chris, and I've got the whole gang with me tonight. How are you guys doing? Hello. Fantastic. Outstanding. We did it! Yay! <laughs> Everyone thought we had left, but no. We just, you know, that's how you, that's really how you build suspense, is what I hear. We'll see if, we'll, we'll see if anybody's left to listen to us. <laughs> oh, we're terrible at this, but we enjoy doing it anyways. It's good to hear everybody's voices again. Hope everybody's doing well. Yeah, staying warm, getting ready for spring. Spring's coming. Whether you're ready for it or not, huh? Days gonna, are getting longer. Yeah. Oh, I'm ready. Is is the sun up by the time you're ready to go to work? Or Yeah, no, we're at 11 hours and like 15 minutes of daylight now, I think. And we're gaining like two and a half, three minutes a day. So it won't be long. Those long nice. Midwestern evenings will be, will be here and it'll be time for Oshkosh. I uh I start work at eight thirty, so I I generally get up around seven or seven thirty. I honestly I I tell you I I don't. It is kind of nice to get up uh without the sun like peeking in through your blinds or whatever and blasting you in the face in order to wake you up before your alarm goes off. I I don't mind that actually. So I sleep better when it's dark. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> What's sleep, John? Tell us <laughs> somebody who hates getting up in the morning. <laughs> Conway, tell us about the sleep. How's how's that working for you? Uh, you know, um, the the sleep I don't get is of my own. You know, lack of going to bed now. Not necessarily children. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So, no, I, like you know, plural. I, yeah, I know, right? Um, no, it's been great. I mean, uh, Owen sleeps wonderfully um, <laughs> for a five year old. He's got and some practice. Nora, I know. <laughs> and then Nora has been doing great. I mean, she started sleeping. You know, a good six hours pretty early, like two, two oh, months in or so. And she's that's about fantastic. To, you know what? Tomorrow she is five months. All right. So, um, you know, she's sleeping. She's sleeping plenty. So. Very good. Mama's doing know, good. We're doing we're doing great here. It is well, fantastic. Time to get back to work, as you said there, and uh, become a productive uh, human again for us huh you know, you know <laughs> I, I i could do without the whole work thing but yeah, got, you just got to pick the right six numbers that's all it is <laughs> that's all it takes play to win <laughs> yeah you can't win if you don't play <laughs> i think that's the key also can't lose well there's it there is that yeah true yeah uh yeah me and uh yeah i was having some twitter conversations about a uh, grum and goose a little while ago and so uh you know <laughs> <laughs> well you're around plenty of water get plenty of use uh, yeah, so my yeah. uh my oldest daughter i don't know probably about three months ago now got me sucked into tiktok mm-hmm. and uh 
I, I swore that I would never get on there and I, she used to send me videos and I could just look at them and it was not a big deal. But then something she sent me required me to create an account. And, uh, so I, I, I'm like begrudgingly, I'm like, all right, I'll create an account. That is, it's like crack cocaine. I'm watching it videos <laughs> and I, and I started liking things that I didn't realize the algorithm was going to, you know, yeah, skew it more. very hard. And uh, so I had to stop liking some videos, even though I liked them. And, and I started liking more <clears throat> aviation and science. And and I came across a guy that that's what he does is uh, he flies Grumman's. He flies uh, uh, a Widgeon and uh, he's a part owner in a PBY, a, a Catalina. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, man. So I was, so I, I, I keep looking for his, I follow him and, and, uh, I, I truly enjoy the videos. There's some, there's some decent aviation, uh, content on TikTok. Yeah. There's uh, quite David a few sending me stuff. Like he sent me, uh, an engine out the other, uh, the other day that was super interesting. Oh, the guy in the watching. 205. I, I don't know what it was. I just know he was yeah like over a pretty big airfield. <laughs> yeah. He, um, did I send that or somebody else? Was it me? No. I don't, oh, okay. I don't know if I follow you on... Uh, no, no, no. I didn't know if I sent it to our group text or whatever, but there was uh, a... No, it didn't go in there. But there was... Yeah, there was one that I just saw the other day with... It was a, uh, a Cessna 205 uh, that engine that had an engine out, and he he was, you know, fairly calm with, throughout the whole thing, and ATC was fine, and he was so high up that he, you know, he had an airfield within six miles of him that he glided right mm-hmm. to and still had to spiral down to get to it. So yeah, fantastic job. I think I might make it. Like, oh, Landon. I have to slip <laughs> in. Yeah. Well, there was a, there was as soon as he got in and like did a pretty hard turn to final and it's just like, even the captions was like sigh. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you know, he's like, he made it. Yeah. And no, yeah. Like, well, he, do you want me to stop here or turn off or like? Right. I got enough. You know, I'm just gonna keep going until I go. Where do you want me to go? That was definitely the right, the same one. Yeah. yeah. They're like, yeah. Well, if you can make it, whatever you want to do, just, just keep it's, going this way. You can go it's, straight. It's your airfield at this point. So did you guys, did you guys see the the video of the guy, the idiot? And he's, I'll say the idiot because he he flies out of one of the two fields that I fly out of. Um, <laughs> that was in a. It was a high wing. I want to say it was like a cub, but I know if that's not right. But anyway, he, he over the mountains, he uh, he bailed out. He had a, he had oh, a quote unquote parachute. failure and bailed yeah. out. Had yeah. a parachute on, and uh, oh, that one, that yeah. guy. Well, he he no longer has a license or a certificate, mm. and mm. Uh, I believe he's. Oh, in jail. I wondered what happened to him. I didn't never. I didn't ever hear what happened, but I I knew there was an investigation, so I. A video, a video. I got a video pop up on on YouTube. It said, you know, somebody that I follow um, here in the area. It popped up and it said, "Guy's in jail." Yeah, lost his license. And I haven't watched the video yet, but yeah, talk about being stupid. Interesting. Man. You worked that hard and spent all that money to do it, and and then just throw it away. Yeah, he's tr- he's trying to be an advocate for. It. I think everybody should in a small aircraft should have a have a parachute on. Well, yeah, and a fire um, extinguisher strapped to your leg, and um, you know how many planes that you can't even get the door open. I was going to when- say I tried to open the door once because <laughs> it was already open, and I was like, "Well, it's already open. Let me just see it." <laughs> or you have to crawl across, know. crawl across uh, the passenger seat in order to get out. And, yeah, you know, I mean, 
sure, there's some planes like that one that makes it really easy to get out of, I suppose. But yeah, it's the reason they retrofit those uh, like 182s with the slide doors on the back or whatever for <laughs> for jump, yeah, for jumping, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's been all kinds of aviation stuff, and and something real sad that I heard uh, that you've probably all heard too that was was that that uh, the the big An- An- uh, Antonov uh, 225 got destroyed in in yeah. the war. That's that's sad. I just heard about that the, this afternoon. Yeah, that that's as one of the other guys that I follow is a former fighter pilot, um, C.W. Lemoyne. If you haven't followed, yeah. him, go check him out. He was talking about it. He's like, you know what? There was no loss of life on the airport when it was when it was hit, um, and you can always build another airplane. So he kind of he, he's trying to look at it from a positive Amen. perspective, but yeah, you know that's 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 a big loss in aviation. But you, yeah, like you said, you can always rebuild it, make it better. Yeah, if the if the company st- is the company still around who built that, or is it Antonov? Yeah. Are they? I mean, are they still a, a manufacturer of aircraft? Uh, they'd have to have the. I'm sure somebody once all the dust settles in that part of the world. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sure they still have the 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 tool of die for you know what they, whatever they need. But I actually got to see I mean, it because that's know. a that's a one of one, and yeah, it, I mean, it stayed very busy carrying stuff that only it could carry. I, you know I, what I mean? I, I saw it so. fly into uh, into the San Francisco Bay Area one time I, by accident. I happened to be traveling in the area and i look up and i'm like wait is that the 225 and and it, it just looked like a c5 in the air <laughs> if you've ever seen a c5 how it just looks like it's just floating it <laughs> barely yeah. moving, and it's it's doing you know until you notice it's got six engines right i looked at it oh and i actually pulled over in a in a safe spot and i just watched this thing it, it went into uh moffett field oh, okay in uh in uh the the bay area there it's been out here uh, a few times. It lands, it lands out there at uh, Williams Gateway, and then there's the smaller one, the four-engine one, uh, comes quite often, dropping stuff off. I think Boeing uses it to deliver parts and stuff. Which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> they said uh, five years and three billion. Wow. For whatever company manages Antonov. To build one. Statement. They said they they will rebuild it, and it will take five years and three billion. Three billion. Well, there's some with a rich, B. Yikes! There's some, there's some rich Russian aristocrat that'll that'll kick down the money for it. Wow. Whew. That's a lot. a lot of scratch. Well, since since the, since the other three of us don't have young children in the house anymore, Brad, how you doing? <laughs> well, I don't have a young oh, child. He's still in the house. a baby. <laughs> he's still what nine, right? He's he could solo um, if he was pursuing it. Uh, so he, yeah, he's sixteen and a half. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, he's he's doing well. Uh, he's been taking a little time off of CAP, but he's talking about getting back into it. He might go tomorrow night uh to his first meeting in a while uh just kind of coming out of the whole covid craziness um and uh yeah i mean you know we got college tours coming up in the fall and he's he's a lot bigger than he was when we first uh introduced him to <laughs> to everybody at oshkosh all those years and years ago that's a fact when i saw him at osh last year i was like whoa right <laughs> yeah he takes up a little more space now in the cockpit he yeah we we drove down or we flew down to 
um, we flew down to Southern Michigan, um, actually to, to pick up a car, uh, for him. And he, uh, was in the back of the arrow and he was, he was not a happy guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We were at 11,500 feet going over the pond. Oh, yikes. uh, And over the Bravo airspace in, in O'Hare. And, uh. He, he didn't like how cold that was. Yeah, I bet. I bet the, the even the even the uh, cabin heat doesn't <laughs> doesn't do much, but especially doesn't do anything all the way back there. Doesn't do anything back there, and when you're you know he's he's over over six feet, and yeah. he doesn't fit so so nice in the back. <laughs> you just keep telling him warm happy thoughts. You're getting a car. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't. He knew enough not to complain. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah. He he got the whole back seat right. He got so he sit no. sideways. No. No. There were four of us in the plane. <laughs> oh. We geez. actually had to offload fuel. Um. Somebody had had left it with full fuel. It's all seventy two gallons, and we had to take off like I think we took twenty two gallons out, oh, uh, and that got us about twenty pounds below maximum gross takeoff weight. <laughs> <laughs> it was a slow well, climb up to eleven five. Well, at least you had the nice cold, thick air to uh, help you with that. Didn't have any density altitude. Uh... I mean, not down low. It was it was August, so by our standards, oh, it was August. It was hot. Oh, yeah, yeah. But at eleven, I thought it was... it was it was it was about thirty twenty nine degrees or so. But on the ground, it was uh, it was in the eighties. Yeah. Okay. So you're trying to tell us he was wearing a shorts and tank top? <laughs> I'm sure he was. Yeah, shorts and a t-shirt. Um. <laughs> wow. Well, um, I've been I've been just like aching to try and buy an airplane this year. It's one of the things I kind of talked to my wife about uh, at the towards the end of last year uh, because my. Uh, my old or my youngest daughter just finished up, uh, finished college and graduated in December, and and uh, and now she's working full time as a as a teacher. Um, she took over a long term sub position for a lady who went on maternity leave. So I've been hunting, just wearing out the internet, looking at airplanes and stuff. And and um, before I got too far down that rabbit hole, I I put um, I put a couple of feelers out on some different local. Um, Facebook uh, pilot groups and stuff here in Phoenix, and I just said, you know, is by chance is anyone else thinking they might be interested in 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 buying into an airplane next year? And if so, specifically something like a, and I posed, you know, a Comanche 260 or a, a Bonanza A30 uh, or S35, um, something like that, something four seat, something that does about 200 miles an hour. And uh, has a decent useful load, you know. And if so, uh, kind of interested in doing this with four people, something around 125,000. I had like 10 people be like, uh, yeah, I'm in. I'll do it. I'm in, you know. So there's no lack of interest. So now it's apparent. And so I've got us all into a um, like a chat group, uh, a message group inside of Facebook for people to throw up, throw up airplanes and ideas. But uh, it's kind of died off, so I think they're waiting for someone to take the reins and and say, "Here's what we're buying." <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we got a live one. It's scary though. 
it is very scary. I, I know somebody. I know somebody that lives thirty-five minutes from me that's looking for a partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars total cost of an aircraft, not three hundred twenty-five thousand. <laughs> Actually, based because of COVID, it's he and I were talking about it. The whole frame is, or the the whole value is, way higher than that now. Yeah, it's nuts. I stopped looking. Not that I was really seriously looking, but I stopped looking. And and uh, you know what? It's like um, I'm on a couple of different uh, airplane for sale, you know, Facebook groups and stuff. And you know, I thought really the aviation computer, uh, community was different, but these guys are just a bunch of jerks, really. I mean, I mean, here's here's the thing. Let's be honest. All right, yeah, we know prices have went up. Here's an example: my truck. I bought a I bought a brand new Dodge Ram 2500 diesel, 2018 in October of 2019. Okay, so I bought it brand new in October of 2019, but it was a brand new 2018 at the time. I paid 48,000 and a half for it, maybe about 48.5. Right now, I could sell that truck for almost 60 grand. Yeah, I'm the same way. Every time I go get my my 2018 Ram Rebel. Yeah, mine's only a fifteen hundred, but it's got a, it's got the Hemi and it's got a you know bunch of options. Um, every time I take it in to get service for about a month afterwards, I get I get emails. Yeah, we'll give you fifty eight thousand dollars for that truck right now. I'm like, dude, I I didn't yeah. even pay that for that. Right. But and and the and the and the um, aviation market is 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 really no different. I don't know what happened, but yeah, it's crazy. And here's the thing. As a seller, you can it's 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 your item, right? List it for whatever the heck you want. That is your prerogative. All right, um, and and uh, it will sell for exactly what it's worth, not a penny more. And that will sell to the person who's most interested with the money to do it. And guess what? Whenever you're uh, uh, selling an airplane, it's very difficult to negotiate up, but you can always come down. So there's no reason for the snide comments from people telling people that they're idiots for asking this much. Oh, does it come with a, you know, an extra brand new engine for that price, or is this the airplane you're selling, or is there pictures of different one, or whatever their comments are? I'm just sick of them. But uh, apparently, people people's never tried to buy or sell anything in their life because you know, it's just the market. You know, if you don't have an offer, move on and shut up. Anyways, my soapbox, sorry. <laughs> and maybe that's just from my years of I, – I used to be in the car business too, right? I, many, many years ago, I, I worked for a car dealership for quite a long time, so sales is kind of in my blood. That being said, I would love to buy some sort of four-seat, 200-mile-an-hour aircraft for in the $125,000 range and find me three partners who's willing to, to do it do it the right way and – be good people about it, you know. Have you already looked at the uh, the business side of it, the LLC, well, forming the LLC, and just a little bit. And I know I think AOPA has some good resources for that. I, I need to look into further. Talk 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 to our friend because he's got a, a ton of experience and a lot of uh, resources. Okay. Um. He he did he did it right. Um. With his <laughs> his partner and um. Everything's everything's tracked via spreadsheet and everything's up front and there's no they and they have a an LLC and so yeah I mean, you, you do it for for many different reasons but um, 
Yeah, he had the right. He had the guy who uh, didn't want to fly it very much, but wanted to own an airplane. That's the perfect partner. If I can get three of those, I need three of those guys who want to say they own an airplane but have no interest in actually flying in it. That'd be great. Yeah, just <laughs> big fat wallets. That's right. If you know any of those people, send them my way. It sounds like they don't even need to be local. They just want to be say they own an airplane. So I'll send them. I'll send them pictures all the time. Yeah, they always commit and send you a big big check for the. <laughs> for paying for it too. Yes. Hey, we got a prop yeah. strike. We need a new motor. Okay, here's here's my part of the check. All right, all right. Make sure I get a good one. <laughs> yeah, my buddy, uh, my buddy Dean. I mean, he's just got a little Cessna 140, and he's got three partners uh, in that. Him and two others, and the other one guy hasn't flown it in years, and the other guy flies it maybe a couple of times, handful of times a year. You know, probably- and when it comes comes time to do the annual or anything they're like nope this was our agreement here's the money you'll probably you know? find that if you end up being the guy that flies it the most you'll end up finding that the you know you get three partners for life or money or whatever the case may be they you may end up being the guy flying it the most yeah i w- wouldn't be upset with that wouldn't be upset with that but yeah the the pricing on these aircraft like just what a decent 172 is going for these days is kind of disgusting you know, well, when a brand new one goes for over a million, that's that says something. <laughs> oh, like a new a new Cirrus? I uh, know a, a new Cessna. A one oh. seventy two SP is like nine. No, I think they're five. No, I think they're like five fifty. Somebody was. I, I thought I saw something in in AOPA where somebody got a brand new. Maybe it was a one eighty. Had probably one eighty two or or two hundred six. But it was uh-huh. it was it was just under a million dollars. I was like, there's no way I'm going to pay. It. You know, if you're approaching a million, then talk to me about citations. You know, <laughs> or, yeah, or well, or a caravan, but I'm not not for a 182 206. I mean, that also goes back to me, like when I when I think of people buying a brand new Cirrus for nearly a million bucks to start with. Yeah, I, just, I mean, I that's think a, you're stupid. That's, to be honest. that's a lot. That's a lot of aircraft, but for a million dollars. So a uh, 2010 Cessna Turbo 206H on controller is 1.495. 2005 for 597. It, it's crazy right now. And there's people and there's people buying them for that. When we were at uh, when we were at Osh this oh. past year, we were looking at some of the numbers even even, you know, this past summer. And and I was like there's there's no way, even if I had that kind of liquid cash, there's no way I would pay that for some of these airplanes. Now it says a, a 2021 uh 172 uh, current asking price is four thirty two is the minimum, like the base model. Yeah, that, that's that's all basic you know? steam gauge. I mean, still a brand new airplane, but still. So, but still, I think I I think it's five fifty or something, but still half a million dollars. I'm. It's surprising that people would spend a half million dollars on a one seventy two. Throw a G one thousand in there and see what it does. Well, that's what they would be, right? For the new ones, they're probably got G three thousands by now. I, say, I don't think they're G1s anymore, yeah. Yeah, or GNX or whatever the, the new version, variation yeah. of it. NXI, there you go, yeah. I have a piece of paper over here. I can afford that. There you go. <laughs> Make an airplane. <laughs> I, uh, um, so, was it uh, end of, was it end of last year? No, uh, I just recently got uh, my medical done uh, at the beginning of the year. I went ahead and went back to a regular third class instead of uh, instead of the um, um, what do you call it basic med yeah what and, made you switch 
Yeah, I, I wanted to talk about this, and maybe it's I don't know. Here, here, this is the difference. Uh, I go, I go to my AME who I who I'd used for years. I go in and talk to him, and I said, Yeah, I did basic med the last four years, and he goes. What made you come back? I go, this is just simpler. And and he goes, that's what everyone says. Uh, I mean, literally, I mean, we just talked for a little bit, asked how everything was going. Uh, we did an eye test, and honestly, that was really, you know, the majority of it versus my uh, primary care physician who I go through for everything else. I mean, when I gave him through, gave him that piece of paper, we went through every single item on that paper, and I mean, that was that was more intense than a regular physical mo- is most of the time. So, not that I was afraid of anything medical-wise. It was just I felt like less of a hassle. The hassle will come in two more years when I got to go do it again instead of just being able to go online and self-certifying. Yeah, I think after I did mine, I realized that. The way the stuff is written for the physicians is they don't have to go over everything. They just have to say whether they need to do it or not. And then if they did, if that they did it, um, which after looking at the two, cause I had, I had downloaded the documents from one thing, but if you download them from AOPA, they actually say that pretty specifically in the notes for the physicians. Oh, okay. So like if they have no reason to check your butt, like they don't have to. Yeah. Right? My doctor my says, well, like, I have no reason to do this. And he got, my doctor's like, yep, that's a butthole. You know, it's like, yeah. okay. So, but they're like, but they're sitting there like, there's no reason to do this. And so they could just say, we didn't do it. And that counts and that's fine. Right. So yeah. it kind of depends on your physician as well. But like the way the wording is, it's like all the things are listed there, but they can just mark didn't do. Right. And, and, it, I, and it's okay. I remember four years ago or whenever it was that I'd went and did my initial one. I had just done my physical with the same doctor like less than six weeks earlier. So literally we had went through almost all of this and that and if I was smart, I would have done this ahead of time and and this would have just probably counted as my physical also, you know, because it was like I said, it was more in depth at the time. So but I'm on I'm on no meds and, you know. Um, healthy as 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 I as I'm supposed to be for 50 years old, so all is well, I guess, with that when it when it comes to that. But uh, got it done, and I'm good for a while. What you say? I don't understand. I, I don't understand some of the rules though for like third class. I don't know the difference. Uh, it's what I've been looking up is some of the difference between basic med versus like um. Uh, you know, class three or whatever, but like I, 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 some of them, it's just like, what, why? Like they have listed like certain antidepressants or like ADD meds. And it's like, wouldn't you want your pilots on that? Instead yeah. Of to be hyper-focused those issues to just avoid it. <laughs> ha- from what I understand, half the air force is on Adderall, you know, helps them to be more focused and, and uh, laser focused in the, in the aircraft. So if you were, stuck, if you were strapped in a B2 for 24 hours, wouldn't you want right? to be on it? Exactly. You know, I don't know. I don't know if that's just some wives tale, but if you suffer from some of that stuff, like that is literally like going to make you a better, more, you know, but, but then again, they, 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 if you, if you don't have any of those symptoms, they don't have to worry about it. But if you do have those symptoms and you are on those meds, how can they guarantee that you're taking them and staying right? Well, well, I think the the bigger problem that I have with some of these is that 
the pilots who don't go get help for things, mm-hmm. right? Because they have those symptoms, but then they just mask yeah. or hide it instead of actually going. And then you end up in this, the you know, all these kind of crazy situations. And like, it's just like, I'd rather have people who are medicated, but like, you know, put together. Yeah. So John, is there any, is there any requirement for the medical for you in your airspace you fly? No, um, no, I can fly basic med, no problem. Um, cause that's, that's what I have right now is I have a basic med. I didn't go for, um, I, I didn't know if that was something that was required as part of the, to be able to fly in the Tursa. I don't think there's no, I don't think even in the CIFRAs or anything, there's no, there's like medical requirements there. Um, cause you can fly VFR or IFR on basic med, right? It's just the, the limits up to four, four or five seats and some weight limit. Um, and then you can't go, I forget, is it, can you do high performance? Or there, there's some cutoff there too. Yeah, there's a weight limit and. Yeah, maybe there is a high performance limit. I forget. Um, there's a, yeah, there's a weight limit, but there isn't uh, weights and seats. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is this, 6,500 pounds total or something like that? You know, I should remember, but it's, all of our aircraft are under that, under both of those limits. And so I stopped thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> but you can do IFR. the The restriction for me is you can't do basically anywhere outside of the United States except the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. That took a Canada while. Hasn't even done the reciprocal, right? Right. Canada. You can't go to Canada. You can't go to Mexico. or Mexico. Yeah. Because once they acknowledge the basic med, then you're you know you're fine. They just don't want to. <laughs> yeah, they just haven't. Um, yeah. It was funny is that even uh, even uh, the Bahamas that took a while for basic med to be okayed for down there, and you're like, um, you know, it's part of the U.S. Virgin Islands. The well, the US. Bahamas are not; <laughs> they're a separate country. No, yeah, but I mean, even but uh, a lot of that area down there is part of the U.S. Virgin Islands. There's multiple there's islands, a couple, right? Yeah, there's Puerto Rico and the VI in the U.S. VI you can fly in, but not the British Virgin Islands or a lot yeah. of other spots. So much for landing over top of Maho Beach and Saint uh, Saint Martin. <laughs> but you're well, all good it's now. Funny you should mention that. Yeah, good segue. <laughs> yeah, I went uh, I went flying down in Saint Martin. Um, stayed off of we we took off out of the French side, uh, not at Maho. Um, oh, okay. We flew down to Saint Bart's, which is also French. Uh, oh, and that's the one that's steep. That Which steep approach. One, yeah, with the crazy... Over the low, top of the street. Yeah, you go right over the top of a street, and the airport's at like three feet above sea level. Um, yeah. And, uh, slam dunk approach. Get... The slam dunk approach. <laughs> yeah, and you need a special permit from a special instructor to land there. And the guy I was with, we were in a, a little ratted out 150. Um <laughs> With a hundred horsepower engine in it, and he's like, "You would have a hard time getting this plane in." He's like, "You really want beta?" Wow, um, a reversible propeller or good um, brakes. And yeah, that plane probably didn't have good <laughs> brakes. Really, it. I mean, in the panel, almost nothing worked. The airspeed wow. worked, and the altimeter worked. <laughs> That's awesome and sketchy all at the same time. And they were the renting deep- it for a hundred and fifty an hour. <laughs> That's. It was uh, it was 150. Wet <laughs> I'm just kidding. Per half 
per half hour. Shut up! <laughs> oh my gosh, that's disgusting. Yeah, gas is gas is kind of spendy down there. Yeah, that's true. Wow. <laughs> so, but you know what? That's uh, the perfect plane to come in from the beach side, though. You know, you're not going to run into the mountain. You can get it stopped. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a pretty short. But it, is it is it is it just one way in, one way out? It's one way in, one way out. The, yeah. The outbound is easy because it's into the wind. It's sure. It's, it's always into the wind, but the other side is not. There's another island that I I would love to fly to. Um, it has the shortest runway of any commercial airport in the Western Hemisphere, uh, and it's also right next door. It's called Sabo Island, and the runway is 1,300 feet. Wow! Wow! Okay. And okay. they bring like 206s in and out of there. Better be on spot, your game. Spot landing yeah. contest. <laughs> it's Every it's time. brief. Um, but yeah, that was fun. It was it was cool to see the the St. Bart's runway uh, from a distance, um, and and just kind of circle around. It was you know it was quick half hour. I we weren't going to go any longer than that, but uh, but we had a good time. That's cool. We my our very first cruise we ever went on um, took us to uh, um, uh, St. Martin and St. Thomas and stuff. And I told my wife, I was like, I don't care. You can pick whatever we do on any of the other stops. I have one request when we get to St. Martin. And so we spent we spent all day at the beach and, and just watched all the, the, the airliners come in right over top of our heads all day long. It was so fun. It was so cool. I'd love to go back. And I I imagine it's all it's all good now. I mean, you know, that the hurricane and everything that tore it all up, but that's been a few years now, so I imagine it's pretty much all back to normal. Well, it's getting there. It it's taken its time. Um the it it's just kind of depends on on where and the the north side, the French side of the island really got hammered. Uh and so it's taken a, a bit longer for them to put things back together, but some of it has. Uh it's just they were describing the destruction and it, it was just hard to fathom. You know, they're, they're like, yeah, no, that anything that was below about 20 MSL was underwater. Uh, and you're like, there's nothing here. That's not below 20 MSL. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was, and it just ground away on, it, it was category five and it just parked. Um, so the beach all moved you know, everything just got picked up and thrown. Well, yeah, I was. I remember seeing some sad pictures of of that tore up a lot of different islands, and I was like, I was really upset when it when it took out that one. There is there's a, a bar right there on the on the on that beach side, and that's where everybody goes and hangs up against the fence, you know, and waits for the jets yep. to turn around. And I saw several people get hurt with that thing. I didn't try that. Um, that those those jets can put out good, quite a bit of uh, air. Good choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just was there videoing, taking pictures of them as they were getting slammed. So there's there's a the street that goes through has a a concrete median uh, that is maybe 18 inches wide and maybe a foot tall that separates the left side from the right side, right? And and people it, they were just getting thrown into that. You know, and tripping over it and everything else, right, right through the street as these planes were turning around and taking off. And they, these planes, just love to turn around and and just floor it for, for a few seconds and hold the brakes and just blow everybody back. Of course, they're getting the engines up to full speed too. But uh, 
but yeah, they they wave at you as, as they're as they're uh, turning onto the runway and stuff from uh, holding short, and it's a good time. I definitely recommend it. the uh, The bar right there has a uh, has a um, a surfboard, and that that's a uh, has ch- uh, chalkboards you know side to it, so it, all the uh, all the arrivals and stuff are written down, so you can tell you know if and when a, the, a seven four seven was coming or whatever, and and the the KLM seven four seven that flies in there wasn't coming in there the day that uh, that we went, but we did get to see Airbus A three forty, which I believe is that variant of one. It's a four engine jet, four engine. The three eighty four engine. Uh, the three forty is like the triple seven. No, this was a four engine. Maybe it was an A three thirty. Is it A three thirty or A three forty? It's got four engines. Let me see. A I think the 50 has four engines. Nope, A340. Yeah, it's got four engines. It's a it's a big wide body. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, in the A380, I don't know that 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 don't land there for sure. I don't think. No, no, they could not. They <laughs> I don't they think the runway's ready it. for that one. <laughs> yeah, they'd be out of fuel well, for all the rest of the planes. The, yeah, they they wouldn't have a problem with the jetways because there are none. They haven't yeah. built any of them back from the. From when they had the hurricane, um, I don't think the runway would allow for it. The weight, no, yeah. not anywhere close. They, uh, one of the the other CFIs at the place where we were flying, um, he used to fly for Air Caraibe, and when they flew direct from Saint Martin to Paris, uh, to to carry enough fuel, they couldn't take off upwind because of the terrain. Mm. Uh, they had to take off toward the beach, and oh. he was like. That was hairy. <laughs> like, 14 knots is our maximum tailwind, and it was always around 12. Um, he, he's like, that was that was a very hairy flight. <laughs> or takeoff, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I and I think uh, the KLM 747, I, I, don't, I, I could be wrong, but I think they even stopped going in there. I think their last flight to there was a few years back. Yeah, there are no 747s in the world carrying passengers anymore. Really? Okay. I knew they stopped. I knew they had stopped. uh, um, I think the last ones being produced were being done. I know they were still using them for uh, commercial or for what do you call it? uh, Cargo. Cargo, like the UPS one, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was a video that just popped up uh, only yesterday. From the from the Qantas last flight out of the East Coast, mm-hmm. and, and they got they got special clearance, and they went out and they actually drew the kangaroo via GPS <laughs> before heading heading into Europe. Oh, cool! Well, awesome, awesome. Well, I uh, yeah, I would definitely be interested in going back for another cruise and, and checking that place out again. That was definitely a lot of fun. Well, I'm glad you got to fly there. That was that, that had to been pretty cool, though, overall, even though it was in a, a beat-up old 150. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, we, uh, you know, just a, an opportunity. I'd never flown a 150 before, anything that was with 100 horsepower before. Uh, <laughs> so, the, you know... It, yeah, it's just struggling, um, but it right. flies like anything else. You know, it just putters along, and and you know, you get a hundred feet or two hundred feet a minute, and it eventually climbs up to altitude, and you level off, and you know, you 
you go a little tiny bit faster. <laughs> I think it topped out around 100 miles an hour. Um, on a good day. On a good day, and yeah. it, it, it did what we needed. You didn't want to go fast. Uh, the, the islands are, you know, 15, 20 miles apart, so there's yeah. no real rush. Right, yeah. Well, that's cool. At 150 a half hour, there kind of is, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, There's that's, that's a good point. <laughs> Fifteen minutes gone by, you're still at the airport. You know, it's still in your rearview mirror. <laughs> oh man. Well, I, uh, so I went and got my my medical done, and uh, so that means I, I my uh, biannual flight re- review was due. So I grabbed my uh, CFI and and uh, went and did that because it had been since May since my last flight. So I was. Uh, I was a little rusty. Um, I didn't feel rusty or whatever, but it was it was nice to get back get back in it. But uh, uh, the day before, I'd I'd spent some time on my home simulator practicing all the stuff that we'd go over in the flight review, and and I and I'd even done practice some VOR work. And so he goes, "Oh, you want to go do some VOR work?" I said, "Sure." I haven't done that since my primary training. So um, we went and went out and chased some VORs and did some touch and goes at uh at one of the airports uh outside of town and and then uh then came back into uh to Glendale and and uh it was just it was kind of a nothing burger which was kind of nice it was kind of kind of nice to feel like I'd still had like all my you know senses and wits about me when it came to it even though it had been you know a good uh what almost 7 months since I'd flown so like riding a bike that's awesome. I hope it's like that. Yes. Soon. Soon, Conway. Oh, I know. I'm, uh, we just had our taxes done, and thank you, Nora. Too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we went from paying last year to getting a pretty good refund this year, so I was like, well, let's do it. Nice. <laughs> nice. So... I just got to study and talk to the flight school and I'll get back up and it'll probably take me five or six hours to do the transition into the the RV and then uh, get the flight review and everything because it's been, God, five years. Oof. You might be a little more rusty. Yeah. So, John, I'll, I'll recommend that if you haven't done it uh, or when you get ready to do the, the actual flying portion of it, do the AOPA Rusty Pilot. I, I just did that and it was worthwhile. I mean, it, it, it reminded me of some stuff that I, that I forgot, you know, kind of fine tune some of the stuff that I was always kind of, um, I don't know, uh, rusty on from, from, from the primary, <laughs> I guess you say. Well, what's the word, uh, I'm thinking of? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, no, but it was just like, you know, stuff like weather, you know, what, what are the minimums for weather? And it, it, just, it just refined that and, and hammered it home again and, it was it was good. It was uh it ended up being a two hour forty five minute online, um, but the uh, the the woman that uh, that ran this one, she actually was a rusty pilot twice in her life. She said, and one time was ten years. So now she's got wow. she's got basically if 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 it can be aviation cert- certified, she has it now. So she committed to it after she had kids and they grew up a little bit and. But um, it was well worth it. I, I thought it was. I mean, it was free if you're an AOPA member. But um, you, you get wings credit, and uh, so now I, I just got to go 
schedule the uh, the actual uh, flight review. Flight review. Yeah, and then and then you know get that knocked out. The last time I flew was July last year, coming home from uh, Oshkosh. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I did one of those. I think I talked about it on here last summer. I did one of the Rusty Pilot ones at the airport. Um, talked to them about that, and then I I did the. Uh, uh, what was the sporties like flight review video course thing? Mm. Um, which coincidentally they've changed to subscription and your subscription's good for two years. <laughs> then you got to rebuy. I know. Uh, I wonder why they picked that. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I've been, uh, I need to get back into that actually and, and do some of those, but I'll, I'll take a look at that course too. Cause I'll need it. Um, there's definitely a lot that I'd forgotten because I started doing the sporties one and I was like, Oh yeah, I remember all this now. So you just gotta get back in that headspace, you know? Yeah. It, uh, it does, it does come back to you as soon as you start hearing some terminology and some verbiage or whatever. You're like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was gonna say, one of the things that they reminded you to do is, or advise you to do is uh, just jump on live ATC and just listen. And, yeah. and just comms alone, uh, was like, Oh, that's right. That's right. You, this is what you do. This is how you say it. And, Next thing you know, I'm 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 copying down clearances like they're nothing, you know. There you go. So that was that was actually go. a cool feeling to be able to to get them all and then listen to the readback and go, yep, you got it right. Okay, cool. All right, sweet. So, yeah, I'm I'm kind of looking forward though to doing the transition at the same time, just because I feel like knowing that I'm going in for like probably five hours of instruction just takes a little bit of the pressure off the actual flight review portion. <laughs> You know, and it's like, look, it's a new airplane. So just go and just get some training in it and just do some training with a CFI. So who has the RV? Uh, well, the, um, so it's, um, Stevenson, it's in Stevensonville, Maryland. It's a, what is it? Baybridge airport. So it's, uh, right on the chat, like literally on the Chesapeake Bay, right next to the Bay Bridge. It's like a five mile bridge that crosses the bay. And, um, they have as Chesapeake sport pilots. So they're all, they have like a, I feel like they have like two eaglets and like some other, I forget what it is. Um, but they've got two RV. I'm going to butcher it. I think it's a 12. Yeah. That's the light sport version. That, that's a nice uh, airplane. Yeah. yeah. The, the two seater. Um, so they have two of those, um, with the Dynon Skyview, like single panel in it. So I'm I'm like I'm looking at those because they're they're a couple bucks cheaper than the 172. They also have like 172, um, but they're a little closer in the airport I was at before. So I was like, you know what, I like that airplane. Really would love to fly that. So, and I think it'll be fun taking Owen up for his first flight in a low wing with a stick. Yeah, a good call. Get a kick out of that. So a little more uh, sexy than a 172. <laughs> <laughs> blasphemy i <laughs> know uh, i know uh, hey i love the diamond if they just put a bigger battery in it, it'd be great <laughs> the the diamond yeah the da20 oh yeah start the damn thing. <laughs> yeah right man the new the new da50 is a is I'd, mm. I'd i'd love to get a few a few minutes in that plane that is so cool and of course the da62 if you have a couple million dollars, right? Twin, yeah, twin that's definitely twin, twin diesel. The jet starts right. to look awfully, awfully nice. <laughs> well, the On fuel the jet, burn, right? right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
which kind of goes back to that other question is like, you know, if you can afford a million bucks for a Cirrus, well, then you can afford a million for insert another plane here. Okay. But now the, the maintenance and the fuel burn and everything else, but it's twice as much. Yeah. Not more. I have this argument all the time with my um, mother-in-law's boyfriend where he's just like, yeah, I was like, we're going to Honda jet. And I was like, but for the money, (laughs) like you could get, you know, a single engine, um, you know, with a couple with a couple seats that that's going to cost you way less in the long run. Yeah, and he's the kind of type of person that was like, "I need two engines. Like, gotta have two engines." Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. Tell that to the F sixteen pilot. Exactly. <laughs> Is he jealous of the F eighteen and the F fifteen pilot? <laughs> I guess. You know what? At that point, though, if he wins the lottery and is like, I'm buying a Honda jet and I'll train you, I'll, I'll pay the money to train you, you know what? Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, Honda jet's now my favorite jet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at that point. Heck yeah. What do you think? Are they the ones that can do single pilot? I think they can. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you can because would, you, but. because you can single pilot uh, a lot of the uh, Cessna citations. And the Phenoms and, and those? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of the Cirrus jets over at Deer Valley sitting together all the time. Uh, they look yeah. I- identical, but one's like one's one's blue and white, and the other one's red and white. But uh, other than that, they look they look identical. It's almost like uh, Fine, his his and hers. White and blue. Yeah. Right. What about you, Brad? What has your uh, latest flying adventures been doing with? Well, prior to uh, prior to going to the Caribbean um, for the holiday break, we went and took the Saratoga and flew it down to Charleston uh, in South Carolina, and yes. that was a lot of fun. Um, got a little bit of actual on the way down, um, just breaking through layers uh, on the way down and on the way up, uh, and then crossed the Appalachians, which... I spent a lot of time preparing for and was a complete nothing burger. Um, <laughs> it just That's the just way it's supposed high. to be. Yeah, yeah. just fly up high. Uh, I think we were at 9,000 feet, and they just went by, and there wasn't even a bump. Um, oh, nice. Where I was you know, kind of concerned. There was 25 knot winds at the tops, but the tops are only you know, 45, 5,500 feet, I guess 6,000, but... Um, and it wasn't perpendicular to the range, so we didn't have to worry too much about mountain wave. Um, I was glad we weren't going into Asheville, though. That's right, right in the thick of it, and I, that seemed like it could get a little lumpy down there. Um, but yeah, it was an, you know a relatively easy flight. The return trip was interesting at the very beginning because there was a huge low. Um, that came and passed just north of Charleston, and we it was the the runway is uh, pretty sure it's one eight three six. It's basically north south, um, and the wind was two seven zero at forty. Oh. And and I'm looking at the maximum demonstrated crosswind component on the Saratoga, and it's like seventeen. And I'm like, yeah. You ready to write in a new maximum? I think we'll wait. <laughs> you know, not with fam on board. Nope. Um, yeah. So you know, but but learning a little bit about the weather 
um, I, I could see that the that low was going to continue to move east, which meant that the wind was going to clock around to the north. And sure enough, it started to do that. We had to sit on the ground for th- for about three, three and a half hours just waiting um, at the airport for that to happen. Uh, but as the as the low moved east, the wind shifted to the north, uh, and um, it it was a, a non-eventful takeoff. There was another. There was a couple there that was in a Mooney. They had an M20J, um, and they were not ready. To, to go it when we were ready to go. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'd do that takeoff in a Mooney either. Um, <laughs> but we've got an extra 2,000 pounds um, of weight compared to you. So I think we'll go. Um, so, you know, 200 gallons of gas. And, and uh, again, we were pretty close to our maximum takeoff, even with just three of us in there. Um, but it, it, you know... 300 horsepower it flies like a champ and uh yeah. came right off the ground and didn't get pushed didn't get pushed around too much um and then we were ifr uh, punched through a little layer and got up on top and it was it was a pretty non-eventful day we uh we stopped in a uh, both ways we stopped within 10 10 or 15 miles of the same spot in southern indiana um uh, the way back, it was in French Lick, um, which <laughs> is known only, as far as I can tell, it, it's a lovely airport in a beautiful little town. I think it's only famous for for Larry Bird. Um, yeah, the hick from French Lick uh, yeah. came from there. Um, but it 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 seemed like a, a perfectly nice spot for us. We were all ready to get out of the plane at that point. It had been several hours, um, and and stretch our legs and and put in a bunch more gas for the for the rest of the trip home um it was uh yeah and on the way down it was we stopped in paoli because they had really cheap gas i think it was i think it was 3.99 or four bucks a gallon and nice yeah that was not unwelcome uh when you're (laughs) in that pig of an airplane (laughs) and um but they the gas pump was an old like manual fuel pump from the seventies, you know, where you had Talking to about a hand crank. It, no. It, well, there was the, it wasn't like the big hose. It was like the little hose from a little gas oh. pump. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. And, and, you know, you, you took the handle out and you pulled the, you took the gas, you know, the hose out of the side of the, of the gas pump and you pulled the lever forward and it covered up where the, the hole was for the gas, uh, nozzle to go right and then the little dials all spun um and the guy starts filling it up and somebody else who had been there before us left the truck uh at the gas pump and they were supposed to leave it at the other end uh down at the terminal building which was a quarter of a mile away and i can't imagine why they didn't want to walk a quarter of a mile uh back up to the gas pump where the plane was but uh so we we took it down there and uh, you know, did our business at the terminal building and and stretched our legs, and we're talking with some guy that's hanging out at the airport and wondering who's coming in in this crazy plane and and all of that. And he drove us back up there, and the guy was still filling the plane. Like <laughs> we, oh, we just wow. we drove half a mile. We hung out. We talked. We took turns using the one. Uh, one rest facility that were there and and he was still filling it up and I think we took 70 gallons 
Um, <laughs> and, small and hose was, and, a, and a small pump. Which was like 12% of the gas that that airport could hold. Like... <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, we just got a, we just got a twelve hundred gallon load of fuel, and I'm like, well, I'm taking like an eighth of it. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so okay, <laughs> sorry. Wow. Uh, but um, it, you know, interesting little spot. It was a, it was an, up in these foothills, and uh, it had probably a one or two degree incline um, into the prevailing wind, and that was interesting. Um, even with the big, the big 300 horsepower Saratoga, it took a little bit to get out of there. Uh, but you know, other than that, it was, that was a pretty easy trip. Um, I did one round trip to Cincinnati on business in early December. Um, that was only interesting. Well, I'd never been to Cincinnati, so that was fun. Um, and, uh, had I known that they were going to go to the Super Bowl, it would have been even more fun. Um, but, uh, uh, (laughs) They uh, saw lots of cool, you know, Cirrus jets and and all kinds of crazy hardware down there. Um, but on the way home, I I was able to get down on one tank and nonstop, uh, which is really nice. But the way home, it was upwind and and that wasn't going to happen. Um, so I knew I needed to stop, and I knew it had to be a quick turn because there was weather that was going to be coming in to Minneapolis that was ugly. Um, so I wanted to stop and and do the things. Well, I'm, I'm motoring along, and I'm in Illinois somewhere, and the autopilot shuts off. Like, it restarts and goes all the way to test mode. I'm like, what the heck was that? And I, you know, reset it, and I'm like, all right, I'm fine. I'm VMC, so I'm not, you know, I, I'm VFR, and I'm VMC, so it's, it's no danger or anything. But I was like, well, that's, I'm going to have to keep an eye on that. Um... And then the panel lights shut off, and that was really weird. Um, the The panel just went dark, except for the GPS. Um, everything else, I guess, the GPS and I think there's there were G three uh, G fives in that plane. So we had the little Garmin um, glass replacements for an attitude indicator and a directional gyro. Um, but everything, it, it all just went dark and I'm like, okay, you know, I've got my little headlamp in my flight bag. So I reach back and I put that on in case I need it. And I crank up the little red light overhead light. And I'm like, I wonder what else is going to go wrong on this trip home. And I'm like, basically I was like, I'm tired. I've been up. It's been a long day. I was working all day and, um, it was going to be 1030 or 11 o'clock central by the time I get home. Um, and I had to, you know, I had to stop and get fuel and the weather was coming in. And I'm like, really, if one more thing goes wrong, I think I'm just going to land someplace where there's a hotel and spend the night. Um, but nothing happened and, and it was fine. We, I, I, I got myself home and, and was safe and sound. Um, I guess there was one other interesting flight. I, I flew someplace and we were coming home. I it might have been coming home from. In fact, it must have been coming home from Charleston. Um, we made it back to Crystal, and it was it was uh, it wasn't yet FAA night, but it was night. Right, the sun had gone down, and wasn't the full hour afterwards. It wasn't the full hour afterwards quite yet. And I'm coming into the airport, and I'm 
and I'm going to land on runway one four. Um, and I'm looking at the airport and I'm like, this looks really, really strange. And I realize that they don't have runway lights turned on. They have the taxiway lights are all lit up, but the runway itself isn't lit. Um, and I, by the time I figured all of that out, I was, I was pretty close to the ground and I'm like, well, I can see <laughs> the numbers just barely, uh, on the pavement. So I went ahead and landed and I keyed the mic and I called the tower up and I was like, you know, runway lights would be really handy right about now. <laughs> and wow. And she was, was like, Oh, ask, I pushed I the button, but I, they didn't, they didn't come on. And I was like, oh, yeah, you, sh- you should, you should probably, probably do that. <laughs> and wow. sure enough, after we packed, you know, unpacked the plane and put it away and drove, drove home, they had the runway lights were turned on now. And it was like, that's, that's a good feature. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those come in handy. I was going to ask, was that was tower still on, or were you pilot controlling them at that point? Because no, could, could, would you been able to click your mic to d- turn them on? Do you think they, they they do have pilot controlled lighting? They're always at low intensity, even when nobody's around. So you can crank them up to medium or high with the with the with the microphone. Yeah. Um, but they're always on. <laughs> wow, <laughs> like that's weird. Night, they're trying to and save some money. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess times are hard at the FAA. <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I I just yeah. I hope we can get rid of leaded gas soon so that we can have one less thing for people to complain about at airports. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Yes. I can, I can remember uh, when I was um getting my uh, doing my night uh, flying for my initial instruction and stuff, and and uh, my instructor showed me how to. And we were flying into a non-controlled airport that had pilot-controlled lighting and stuff. And so I was clicking around, turning them on and off. And and as we got closer, I'm like, oh, they're too bright, they're too bright. And she goes, well, just click three, five, or seven, you know. And so I clicked yeah. one, two, three, and that brought them down low. And then five turned them to me. I was like, oh, that's right. Like the 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 seven was just way too bright. The high was just like blinding almost. Yeah, that's really pretty much for fog. Um, yeah, okay. during the day. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, oh, that's that's interesting that they were I mean, they're up in a tower, they should be able to see that. <laughs> right. No, they're right next to the to the main runway and I I think, you know, it was just a brain fart and yeah. it, all, it all was fine, but I I was talking about it afterwards and I'm like, yeah, I was about 2 seconds from going around if I didn't see something on the ground that I could <laughs> land on because I otherwise I was going to land in the snow somewhere. Oh no. Um, and that that'd be ugly. But right now we oh my gosh, we've got it's kind of a mess. Um one of our archers is down in Tennessee. It's been there since uh early December because Somebody tax uh, had it had the engine turned on and went. Apparently, this is what I've heard: was looking in the back seat for something, and uh, their feet were off the brakes, and they drove it into a fence. Oh um, no! Yeah. So and and you know the supply chain things and the uh, everything's messed up. So if you want to do a teardown right now, this is not not a great time. Um, <laughs> So that archer is down. The other archer is down because and it's because there was oil in one of the jugs. Um, 
and so that jug is off, and it's getting looked at. Uh, the arrow is down. It's been down since September because the engine started making metal. Um, the Warrior is going in for an overhaul, but probably not until at least one of the archers is back uh, online, and and probably and hopefully the Arrow. I mean, we're just dang. It's it's, it's kind of messy. Maintenance nightmare. Yeah, it is. The, our maintenance guy is is also a. He he is an instructor, uh, CFI, so he's well incented to get these planes back <laughs> running sure. again. But he's like, yeah, there's there's just not a lot I can do. Yeah, is uh, is uh, parts and 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 workers hard to find right now for this? Is everybody backed up? Yeah, parts are not findable. Um, you can't even the metal to forge some of this stuff is hard to come by. And the the labor is just non-existent. Um, so, you know, six to eight weeks for uh, an overhaul, uh, maybe ten, is what they're is is what they're talking about right now. So it's not only is it a is it a lousy time to try to buy an airplane, it's a lousy time to be owning one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and maintaining it, yes. So, so count your blessings. Yeah, I guess so. I um I flew Saturday. I um the uh let's see the pff, earlier in the week um maybe it was like Monday, Tuesday or Tuesday, Wednesday. Um Flagstaff up north got got a few feet of snow and uh and a lot of the higher elevations, you know, got the same thing. And so I was like, "Oh, cool! I'll you know, grab the airplane, go up north, go check out the mountains with the snow and stuff." And and, um, and I took uh, took a buddy of mine and his son, and uh, and so we headed up. And he and he's, I I I always, I always say that he's a pilot, but he hasn't flown in like 20 years. But once pilot, always pilot. You know, as long as he can pass his medical, he's still a pilot. He works. He works for Boeing down here, um, and um, they just moved down here. They they used to live in Seattle. He used to work at the at the Everett plant on the uh, like seven eight seven seven four seven the big line. But um, so they moved down here, and so I asked him if he wanted to go flying. He said, "Heck yeah!" So we we uh, flew up north to go take a look, and we we made it to. Um, Sedona, and then I just kind of hung hung a right and headed east, and then headed over towards Payson. Never even made it all the way up to Flagstaff, um, but uh, Sedona was gorgeous. Uh, just a little bit of snow on the north side of the mount of some of the some of the mountains and stuff. And then once we got towards uh, towards Payson, there was quite a bit more snow on some of those mountains. And then kind of just did a great big horseshoe and headed back to uh, to Glendale. And and never even sat down anywhere up there. Just 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 did a out and back basically for an hour and a half. Well, 1.9 on the Hobbs meter, but but uh, smooth. Although we had uh, had uh, Flagstaff was showing like 13 gusting 20, so I was expecting it to be kind of bumpy up there. But uh, but uh, it was it was fairly smooth most of the day. Very very few bumps. So which is good for me. Yeah. <laughs> No puking. Because I'm not shy about putting something in a lunch bag there. We did pick a couple up from our... This was the first... This trip to St. Martin was the first time I've flown on an airliner since March of 2019. 
Oh, okay. Um, so we picked up bags. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. Trips. I always grab all of them that are in my row <laughs> and take them Smart. with me. Yeah. Stock up. Heck yeah. Well, cool. Well, anything else going on, guys, before we wrap it up? Anything we haven't covered? I know it's been a while, but uh, and uh, we'll try and catch back up here uh, definitely many more times, hopefully, before our uh, impending Oshkosh retreat. I don't think uh, I don't think Richard and Cindy and and my wife uh, are will probably go this year. It'll probably be maybe in every other year. But uh, but uh, Richard and Cindy uh, that went with us last year, you know, really enjoyed it. But it's it's a long haul to drag the RV from Arizona to to uh, Wisconsin. <laughs> a little bit of drive. Yeah, they're retired now. So what do they got to do, right? You know. Yeah. Right. I've uh I booked my I booked my flight. You booked a flight while we were on the phone, while we were on our podcast. No, I booked my flight to Osh. Oh, your flight to Osh. Okay, <laughs> I was like, I thought he grabbed a plane. I thought we inspired him that much. So is Owen coming this year? Is this is this finally the year? This is the year. All right, all right. The child is, the child is coming. You are going to be so tired. So, <laughs> yeah. So Hello, Kid Venture. Um, we're flying in Tuesday morning and we're leaving Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> So I won't be there for the full, the full week. I was like, I'm not committing to the full week with him. Um, I was trying to leave Sunday, but uh, airline flights are just way too expensive. Um, and my other issue was rental cars are insane. So I did a track bus from <laughs> from uh, Milwaukee up to up to um, Amtrak. What did you say? A what? Yeah, Amtrak is running buses up there. I thought you said Amtrak uh, bus. I'm like, you realize that's a train, right? What? I booked a bus. I booked a bus from Milwaukee to uh, to Osh. I had no idea they did that. Yeah, and it was like seventy-eight bucks total round trip, whereas a rental car for the five days I was going to be there was six hundred dollars. So. Well, Amtrak, Amtrak's a huge loser, anyways, right? They they've never made a profit in history, so why would they why would they I try with the buses? They're, they're not built to. They're like the post no. office. They're not supposed to make mm-hmm. a profit. No, because I, I was looking and I was like, well, with the rental car prices, I was like, I'm going to have to drive. And I was like, I don't really want to drive with a, f- well, he'll be six then, but with like a six year old, 16 hours in the car, just the two of us. <laughs> don't make me turn this around. Uh, yeah. I'll pay the 78 bucks for the, <laughs> for the bus. Yes. There you go. We're coming. So he's, he's excited. He's really excited. So. Heck yeah. Very good. I'm just trying to get him in the air before we go up there. We'll 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 see uh, what we can do for spots this next this year here. Yeah. See if we'll be back where we were last year, or if we can find a way to get towards uh, our old spot. That was interesting. I kind of hope we get the new spot or the old spot back, rather the original. Yeah. The walk is way better. Lindbergh and well, Forest Home for sure. For sure. Yeah, or even, you know, just in that general area, even if it isn't straight on that corner like we normally get, because that, that uh, EAA chapter is probably going to, I guess, what do they got? Do they get a weak head start or something like that on everybody, if you have a chapter? They, like, blocked, they blocked everything. They, like, literally staked out spots for the chapters. Yeah. Who was working on our online chapter? 
Oh, that. <laughs> Our virtual <laughs> chapter. They didn't, they didn't really want to do that. Yeah. So we, we, we were looking at that. Yeah, the Camp Bacon chapter, uh, I, you know, we just need a P.O. box somewhere, I think. I hear Delaware has a lot of those. <laughs> okay. All righty. Well, I think, uh, I think we can uh, call it a podcast. It's good talking with you guys. It's great to be back. Yeah, yes. Do. And we all made it. Anybody got any shout outs before we uh, wrap up here? Uh, nothing specific, just, uh, uh, feeling bad for the whole, you know, um, war that's going on now all of a sudden. That's, feels so odd. It's, uh, I don't know what's going on with that, but just the whole vibe of the whole thing is just so weird to think about because it's, and we're not really even involved with it, but, uh, directly, I should say. Anyways, to the Ukraine people, may they uh, get out of this uh, sooner than later. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and remind everybody where they can find us. I know it's been a while. So, uh, Mark, we'll start with you. Um, actually, I'm not on much of social media anymore, but um, at, you can use our In The Pattern podcast email. If you want to reach out to me, I'm on like Instagram and that's pretty much it anymore. I kind of closed down my Facebook, but uh, I'm there, but I'm not. So anyway, <laughs> that's it for me. All right, Chris, how about you? Uh, sure. You can uh, find me on uh, Facebook, uh, Chris Holub, or uh, Twitter, still there at cholubaz on the Twitter machine. Um, occasionally Instagram, but not very often. Uh, you know, kind of similar. I've still got an account on the old Twitter machine, uh, Brad Kane, and kind of uh, similarly have left Facebook behind. Um, so I guess that's the spot to find me these days. And uh, of course, it's Kilo Oscar Echo Hotel November. Yeah, for me, I'm still on mostly everything as uh, at Pilot Conway. And uh, for all of us, um, like everybody mentioned, you can reach all of us at podcast at in the pattern podcast.com. We are on Twitter's in the pattern or like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash in the pattern podcast. Show notes for this episode and other episodes can be found at our website in the pattern podcast.com. Uh, send in any suggestions, comments, critiques. We'd love to get feedback from our listeners. And with that, we'll wrap up episode 81 of the in the pattern podcast. Thank y'all for listening. Remember make lift traffic. You're cleared for the option.